0: The first thing you want to do is you want to rest the area, ice it, and just do a thorough evaluation of it. If it's broken, you're not going to want to move it at all. It's going to hurt a 10 out of 10. With a simple sprain, you're going to be able to move it somewhat. It's going to be sore. If it's your ankle, you're going to be able to put a little bit of weight on it if it's a sprain. If it's broke, you're not going to be able to put any weight on it at all. And when you get injuries like that that you can't bear weight on it, those are when you've got to get into the ER or to an urgent care to get it an x-rayed and further evaluated.
1: So, Stephen, let's say it's a sprain it swells up a little bit, but you can still move around. I hear so many things, heat, ice, rotate. What would you recommend at home as we're up elevating that leg and, and putting something on that ankle?
0: Well, first off, ice. Ice is the first thing you want to go to to try to get that swelling down. And I always recommend the first 24 hours to ice it, and then beyond that, it's working on a range of motion with it to keep it loose, and then heat as needed if the swelling still persistent to try to get increased blood flow to the area to kind of get that swelling reduced, and then support it with an ace
1: wrap is really good. Stephen, when we talk about the ice, how long should we put the ice pack on the ankle or the knee before taking it off and a rest and such. I hear different times.
0: I recommend 20 minutes at the most each time. I always tell my patients 20 minutes every hour is the easiest. So just watching the clock, top of the hour, throw the ice pack on it for 20 minutes or less. But that works great and it doesn't prevent any hypothermia issues or tissue damage from the ice pack being on it.
1: Well this is Dr. Stephen Brooks at Cleveland Clinic Akron General Emergency Medicine Department. Stephen let's go to the back a little bit and those type of injuries we not only get when the falls let's say we're skiing or something but also shoveling the snow and there's different degrees of these back injuries and I thought maybe you could go down the line there and when it might be time to stop messing around with then and go see your doctor
0: so the first thing is prevention especially with shoveling snow because what we see is people forget that they haven't been as active as normal and they might not be as strong as what they were in the summertime so instead of actually lifting the snow pushing the snow with the shovel off to the sides that's the best thing you can do to save your back and then warming up beforehand stretch out a little bit get yourself limbered up to do it and don't overdo it stay hydrated Those are kind of the keys. Now, if you do hurt your back, and typically if you're struggling, you don't notice it right away. It's not for a few hours where all of a sudden your back is aching and you're sore. The best thing you can do is actually stay moving. Keep moving around. Try to cut back your activities a little bit, but ranging of motion on your back is definitely helpful. Anti-inflammatories, over-the-counter pain medications will help with it. Now, if you fall skiing, that's similar. It's usually a hyperextension type, injury to your back or flexion, and those are similar muscle strains with it. Now, severity of grades, you can go all the way from just a simple muscle strain all the way up to a herniated disc, depending on how bad it is. And typically, the severity of the pain and where it's located will help you determine what it is. If it's just focused in your low back on the sides, not right in the middle, more likely a strain and can attribute it to a fall or doing a lot of shoveling. But if you get pain radiating down into your legs, that can be a sign that it's something more, possibly even up to a herniated disc. And at those times you need to get in and get checked out, whether it's through your primary care doc, an urgent care, or through the ER.
1: Stephen, is there also a, a timeline in regards to this? If we hurt the back in 24, 48 hours, 72 hours, it hasn't gone away to go see your medical doctor. Do you tie some sort of timeline with that? The
0: timeline I would recommend is within 24 hours, if you're not starting to feel a little bit better, to at least reach out. Start with your primary care doc. If it's severe pain, yes, reach out right away. But if it's, you're still functional, you don't have any of the radiating pain down into your legs, then... 24, 48 hours, you should start to feel a little bit better. But if, after 48 hours, if you're not feeling better, definitely reach out to your primary care doc to get checked out because sometimes you might need a muscle relaxer to help out with it or a little bit stronger anti-inflammatory to help with your symptoms.
1: Stephen, and we're talking with Dr. Stephen Brooks, same type uh, you were talking about, the ice, 20 minutes and such. Uh, what about a back injury? Is the treatment different or similar?
0: For back injuries, I recommend heat. Heat seems to work a little bit better because you increase blood flow to the area to kind of decrease the inflammation buildup that is there, and it helps keep everything loose and warm so you can stay active and keep working on range of movement with it. Heating pads work really well. Those stick-on heating pads, like Thermacare is one of the brand names, that just stick on your clothes. They stay warm for 10 to 12 hours. Nobody knows you have it on, so you can still stay really functional and people don't know that you've got to back
1: sprain or strain. All right, with us is Dr. Steven Brooks, Cleveland Clinic, Akron General Emergency Medical Department. The other issue I wanted to talk about was the head injuries, and this can be really dangerous playing with a head injury. So give us the overview on how you look at, it's not a simple bump on the head. Anything with a head injury can be concerning.
0: Well, you want to watch out for red flags. If you fall, hit your head, whether it can be out walking in a driveway, sidewalk, slip on the ice, hit your head, or you're doing sports in the winter, like skiing, hit your head. The keys to look for are the red flags, and that is confusion, dizziness, loss of conscience is a big one. If you fall hit your head and you're knocked out, that is a huge red flag you need to get seen. Nausea and vomiting can be warning signs that it might be a little more severe. And then one big thing, if you are on blood thinners, examples are Plavix, Eliquis, Coumadin, if you fall into your head, you definitely need to get in and get checked out. You're at high risk for some internal bleeding in your head.
1: Yeah, it's nothing to mess around with, is it, Stephen? I mean, when we talk about the blows no. to the head, that that's concerning right away, I imagine.
0: Yes, it is very concerning, especially those that are on blood thinners. And we see a lot of older people that are on blood thinners, mm-hmm. and they're benign until you fall. And you've got to get in and get checked out on those. But typically, safety is the best thing, precaution. So pay attention when you're out walking on slippery surfaces, getting in and out of cars. Get out slowly make sure your footing is really secure. If you're walking in snow or icy, take shorter footsteps. Things to stabilize your balance Mm -hmm. are the key. Prevention is the key for all of the winter injuries.